And so student housing, I think it'll really, really resonate with because candidly, man, if your property's under a 4.0, why would anyone want to live there? They don't buy anything below a 4.0 on Amazon. So if it's a three point something on Amazon, you're not buying that. What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Student Housing Insight Podcast, where we are putting you in touch with the people who bring student housing to life. I'm your host, Wesley Dees, and thank you so much for listening. Also, I want to thank you so much for promoting this podcast. You know, about every three to four months, I get these waves of emails and DMs stating, hey, I had a coworker that sent me your podcast, and it's been such of a help, or... I've really enjoyed hearing the folks you're interviewing. Listen, we all know it. A referral is the absolute best compliment you can give to anyone, and that's certainly the case with me. And I just want you to know that that means the world to me. And just thank you. Thank you so much. So, all right. I've got a great interview lined up for today that I've been waiting for the right time to release. It's from one of our sponsors, and it's part of our Behind the Biz series where I deep dive into a service provider to the industry and what they do for the student housing industry. More on that in just a moment. All right, so I've got something important that I need to hear feedback from you guys on. Earlier this year, back in April, we launched the SHI Connect app. For those that don't know, the SHI Connect app was built to, to bring not only the SHI audience to uh, you know a place to network, but to give the entire operations side of our industry a place to network. Not to network like we do on LinkedIn, where you know no one voices their struggles, and quite honestly, it's all about the wins and the celebrations. SHI Connect is a place where we could have real conversations about the problems that you're trying to overcome in your work, you know, a place to talk about how the industry needs to improve, a place to refer vendors who did an awesome job for you. Also, a a place to talk about vendors who need to do a better job, (laughs) quite honestly, and and a place where we can share resources and templates. You know, launching, launching an app, it's not easy. It's just not an easy thing to do, but we did it. And um, now we're seven to eight months into operating it. And I just don't see people using it. Um, Some of that's certainly my fault as I've I've not constantly promoted it and try to keep it top of mind for everyone. And, And, you know, I just I hate being that guy, you know, the one that's constantly asking you to contribute to something. But here I am and I'm here to ask, make sure if you haven't downloaded it, go download it. And if you've downloaded it, go log in. If you haven't logged in in a while, tell me what you think. Tell me if you see any value in it. Because listen, if it's not bringing you guys value, quite honestly, I need to put my time and effort into something that is creating value for for this audience. So go to your app store um, or your Google Play store if you're on that other platform and search for the SHI Connect app set up a profile, tell me what you think. You can actually just DM me right within the app. So, you know, you don't even have to email me. All right. So let's get into today's interview. 
So back in 2019, I met a gentleman named Justin Bingham. He had recently launched a new reputation management platform called Opinion. He had reached out to me. I think he'd heard my name from someone at Entrada or something. And he, he asked if he could give me a demo and just kind of pick my brain on student housing and, you know, what kind of functionality that might need to be added in order for them to, to better serve the, the student housing industry. I took a demo and you know what? Opinion was really, really simple. And it had that Entrada integration already. We set up a, a pilot with an operator and I was really impressed with its core functionality, which was you know, generating more reviews because we all need more reviews and catching potentially negative reviews before they were posted to Google. But, you know, as far as a complete reputation management system that allowed things like resident surveys and something that would provide a lot of analytics, it just, it wasn't there quite yet and required bolting on some other solutions, which, you know, it's not, it's not a bad thing necessarily, but it, it just wasn't that complete solution. So fast forward two years and a global pandemic later, Justin reaches out to me this past May and he says, hey, we, we want to work with SHI to do some advertising, but Wes, I really need to show you what we've been working on. So we did a demo and I was really just blown away at how they've doubled down on their core strengths and then they've built really some great solutions for the things that were lacking previously. Opinion is is now a complete solution. And, and, and what I like about it most is you can set it on auto and you will see a big difference in, in be it your Google business page or department ratings or any of those review sites, right? Or if your company's big enough and you want to expand, you know, how it's being used for your firm, you can use it to get some great insight into employee performance as well as just uh, the, I guess, reputation health of, call it a specific regional portfolio or even an ownership group in, in their specific properties. It can be that tool. It can be that Swiss Army knife. And, and I got to say, it's, just, it's no longer a reputation management platform or software. It's, it's resident satisfaction software. After that demo, I was, I was really stoked about this. Do people still use the word stoked? I don't know. I'm going to use it. But I was really, I was really excited to talk about it on the podcast. And, and I told Justin I wanted to do a, a behind-the-biz interview with him as I felt like this audience needs a complete introduction to the company and how opinion can help make sure you, know, you have a pulse on your resident satisfaction level. So back in the summer, while you guys were busy with turn, Justin and I sat down and recorded this interview. I strategically held this episode back because I wanted to release it at a time when I felt like the industry and my audience that they were over the turn hangover and, uh, you know, really starting to begin focusing or refocusing on becoming more efficient and listening to what their residents are, are saying, you know, weeks after move in. So if you haven't started focusing on that yet, just take a deep breath. Okay. Now, I want you to think about how are you communicating with your residents? Are you really taking every touch point and 
giving them an opportunity to tell you that they were happy or if something was left to be desired. If you're confident you're giving your residents that opportunity, what are you doing with that information once you collect it? All right. Now that you've got your mind in the right place, here's my interview with Justin Bingham, the CEO and founder of Opinion. Justin, welcome to the Student Housing Insight Podcast. How are you doing? Thank you. Good, Wes. How you doing, man? Doing well. It's uh, it's it's been a fun summer so far. I know you've had a lot of a lot of fun as well. You know what? The summer goes by too stinking fast, especially if you got kids. It just seems like they're in school for most of the year, which they really are. And then summer here is here, and that's just a blip, man. So we're trying to soak it up. You and I first met a couple of years ago, back before the pandemic, and the the one thing we have in common is we both have four kids. <laughs> <laughs> so you know the grind. So there's a language you and I speak that you know a, a lot of other folks may not necessarily catch on to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you understand the true meaning of work hard, play hard. You know, with four kids, there's never a dull moment, especially if they're all in some sort of sport, activity, something. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, hey, before we even start talking about opinion, let's let's plug your YouTube channel here for a second. <laughs> there is a lot that I've learned watching you and your family and, and what they're involved with, but you guys have a YouTube channel that's become pretty popular. We do. Yeah, it's um it's called Our Life in Holland, which is kind of a a unique name. So we have uh, four kids, uh, 14, two 11s, and a seven. And one of my 11-year-olds has cerebral palsy. And uh, so anyway, it uh, the whole Holland name comes from a poem my wife and I received when we found out our son would be struggling with, you know, a lifelong physical, you know, challenge. Yeah. And it uh, essentially is, you know, this analogy of when you plan to have a baby, it's uh, it's like planning to go to Italy, right? On a trip and everyone in your neighborhood has been there. Your friends have been there, right? They kind of tell you where to go, what to do. Everyone kind of has their own tips and advices and things like that. You buy all your guidebooks, your plane tickets, et cetera. And, you know, you, you get on the plane and when you land, the stewardess says, welcome to Holland. And you said, well, wait a minute, I'm, I'm not Holland. I'm not supposed to be here. And, uh, well, you are, and you're not going anywhere else you know, and, and, uh, the idea is that, you know, when you get off the plane, you know, Holland's got windmills, it's got, um, it's got beautiful, beautiful things to it, uh, that are just as beautiful as Italy, but significantly different. And so yeah. that is kind of where the, our life in Holland's name came from, because, we just try to show our son, our family, and really those that watch the channel. Uh, it sounds like your kids actually might watch the channel there, Wes. But, uh, but you know, li- life is, is going to throw you curveballs kind of no matter what. And uh, how you take them is, is a lot about how happy you're going to be in life. So anyway, that's, uh, that's our channel. Really credits to my wife. It's her channel. She also has an amazing Instagram, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's funny. I don't get to bring that up too often in business conversations. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And your brother, he, I know he had, I haven't kept up with it, but my brother has a big channel. Yeah. His is more just family stuff. Theirs is not really related to any particular topic, but, uh, but yeah, theirs is just kind of daily family events, you know, building a strong family bond and it's, it, yeah. he's doing awesome with it. Yeah, no, it, it, it is primarily been my kids um because that, that's just all they watch is youtube yeah so, <laughs> yeah my 10 my year old you know she's been watching for a couple of years now and i'm sure she doesn't catch every episode but 
as you know, we were preparing for this, I was telling you about, <laughs> I was telling you about, I walked into the living room the other day and I heard your voice and I was like, what? I, I know that voice. And <laughs> she was watching your trip out to uh, San Diego for apartmentalize. And uh, yeah. so, yeah, it's been fun seeing that. And she appreciated, I guess it was last year or maybe two years ago for her birthday. I called you up and just said, Hey, you know, cause let's, let's be truthful. Ten I remember that. <laughs> I remember she's got, that. Got a, you know, she's got a, an eye for your sons, I think. <laughs> the, uh, so I think that's one of the reasons she follows it so much, but I remember calling you up and just saying, Hey, I know it's last minute, but today's her birthday. And you guys sent this whole little, yeah, yeah. happy birthday video. And she talks about it to this day. So there you go, man. There you go. When I'm in your neck of the woods, I'll have to come by the house and, and meet the family. Oh, yeah. That, that'll be fantastic. Well, hey, that's fun, but let's talk about opinion because reputation management is something that is it's becoming more and more of a, a focus point for all of multifamily, but it's certainly been something in student housing that we've been at the forefront of as an industry you know, for several years because our demographic is checking online. That's all they know how to do. Absolutely. A, a purchase decision. So, yeah, like I said, met you guys a couple of years ago and, and you guys were solely focused on multifamily at that time. And it just, uh, it seemed like you guys had really figured it all out. So, you know, where I typically start these behind the biz episodes for, for Student Housing Insight is asking the CEO, What's your 30 to 90 second elevator speech? Because we all have them. Sure. You've got yours put together. So, so what is that? You know, it's funny when uh, I learned long ago in my career that if you can't really explain what your business does in about 30 to 90 seconds, it's probably too complex of a business. Yeah. So I, I think it's good that you've got that. Our, our whole intent with what we do at Opinion, kind of our mantra, our focus is that we want to be able to give you direction based upon the data that we collect in order to improve the resident experience at each of your buildings. And so at the end of the day, it's collecting feedback through review solicitation, through generating survey results. You know, whatever it might be, any interaction that management has with resident, we want to be able to put a score to that and then hand that information back to you and say, here are the top five things you do great as a management company. Here are the top 10, you know, top five things maybe you could improve upon. So for us, the end result is a better resident experience, but we get there by understanding and making correlations through data that we collect through resident feedback. Yeah. Yeah. Clock. One of the things that you, that you taught me when I, when I, we first met a couple of years ago was the issue is not getting, because when you start thinking about, for example, Google reviews, most people are not going to go out and put a review up unless if they've had some kind of negative experience for the most mm-hmm. part. But a majority of the time, we have great interactions with, with our residents and and our prospects. The, the challenge or the fallacy I think that management companies adopt too often is a reactive approach to a reputation strategy. It's let reviews come in and then we'll manage and respond to them. Well, if you do that, you're going to get a lot of people who are pissed off in that moment who then need negative feedback. But if you can proactively get in front of them, be and you really have a strategy of, of being in that moment that they're frustrated 
you know, reaching out to them and talking to them about it long before ever and a review is ever posted, you have a much uh, higher chance of one, resolving that resident complaint and two, not even having that review, a negative review hit your reputation, but more so you're just taking a negative experience that could have been a negative public review and you're likely to convert it into a positive experience that becomes a positive public review. Yeah. So it's just more proactive. Yeah. And I think, yeah. And like I said, one of the important things you, you taught me when we met was just asking more, you know, for asking more people for reviews and working on site. There's so many opportunities that we just miss because we're, we're trying to move on to the next thing, but we have made someone's day and, you know, it may be something that doesn't really come off as something that, you know, we've done something fantastic, but if they simply got an email before, you know, within an hour of that interaction, email text. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They'll respond and give a, and give a positive review. And that part of opinion, I'm just, you know, I tell people about it all the time. And it's Wes is even faster than that, man. I mean, it's really in the moment, right? So if you're on Entrada or Yardy, whatever it might be, I mean, as soon as that action is logged in those systems, we will instantly send out a message. It's not an hour delay. It's a, it's the second it's logged, it's in, instantaneous. And so, yeah. you know, again, the idea is to catch people kind of in those key moments that um, you almost allow yourself to control the outcome to a certain extent. Yeah. You know, to your point, most people are fairly happy. In fact, it's the it's the happy ones that are actually really hard to get to post because it's just not a conscious thought to do so. The negative ones, well, you know, those are easy. The challenge there is how can you collect that data in a way that doesn't threaten the integrity of your online reputation, but also you know allows you to stay compliant with any gating policies that are out there. So there is a fine line there that we've been able to dial in and nail in the multifamily kind of conventional side. We're yeah. nearing about a million units at this point. Wow. Wow. Congrats. Yeah. So you mentioned Entrada there, and I want to, we can kind of cover this in the next question I was going to ask you as it relates to the origin story for opinion. But yeah, when we met a couple of years ago, kind of the first thing out of the gate that was impressive to me is that you guys already had integration with Entrada. And that's so important because at least on the purpose-built student housing side of things, most of the national companies, that's what they're using. I mean, because Entrada was built for us. Yeah, and so would love for you to kind of talk a little bit about that integration. But yeah, my next question is just to give us the origin story of of how you got started with this and and how Opinion came to be a company. I'll, I'll condense it down because it's a uh, you know my partners and I always kind of say it's a bit of a serendipitous story because I mean because it really is um, the common thread in the partnership is is one of my co-founders Devin Shirtliff. And, uh, and it all kind of starts with with Devin and Morgan back, uh, gosh, almost six something years ago at this point. Anyway, it really just came down to, you know, Morgan was working at a job where um, a client had this particular need where he just wanted to boost his online reputation. You know, some simple email, um, you know, outreach to, to ask people for reviews. I mean, very basic, right? And uh, anyway, so, so you know, Devin kind of built the first prototype and, and um it kind of was a light bulb moment for those two to say, Hey, there's, there could be something here. And then Devin went out and recruited myself and, and, and Alex shortly thereafter to kind of start maybe forming the business and, you know, throwing spaghetti at the wall to see where we can get it to stick as far as an industry goes. Yeah. And then it really came down to my connections in the, um, 
multifamily space through a series of friends here in Utah, Johnny Hanna, um, who was one of the former founders of uh, Entrada, and um, you know some connections here to some REITs that had some properties that were willing to try our product early stage, and that was kind of the domino effect that tipped us over into into multifamily. We we felt like we wanted to dominate a market that was. I don't want to say behind, but but they didn't seem to have a very good approach to this idea of reputation management, right? Their idea was a bit archaic. It was very reactive. We felt like our approach was very much more proactive and a little more, you know, uh, with the times. And so, you know, we serviced, you know, multi-location franchise businesses, things like that for a bit, but really found a home in multifamily because it's where, again, the need was greater here. And um, we've never looked back, man. It's been awesome. And so we've raised three rounds of funding, RET Ventures, which is a prop tech fund, mm-hmm. pretty well known in the conventional space. I don't know how well known they're in the student space. You know, we've raised a handful of rounds from them, Aim Ventura Capital, uh, you know, former conservice guys. And so we've got some phenomenal investors that we've brought on board that have that multifamily expertise that has kind of even pushed us further yeah. into the space and, and kind of increased that that speed at which we have been growing over the last oh, about three and a half years. We've been exclusively multifamily. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. So this next part of the, the interview, I usually talk about features um, or, or mm-hmm. particular products and my favorite features with opinion, and, I, and I'm probably going to screw this up in what I'm calling it, but the keyword bubbles, you guys may sure. have a, an actual- Yeah, the word cloud analysis. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. That's much better, Nick. Um, it I sounds call- a bit geekier than yours, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so for those that are that are just listening to this podcast, let me kind of explain verbally what, what I mean by that. So on the dashboard, there's this area that you can actually see the words- both from positive reviews and negative reviews that are becoming common. So if it's, you know, if you're looking at the, at the word bubbles for positive reviews and you see management staff or particular amenity, you know, swim pool, whatever, then those are kind of things you can, you can quickly zoom in on and say, okay, great. The management staff, you know, is one of the top five. Let's, let's call up the property manager and congratulate them or whatever. Right. And then on the other side of that, when you look at negative and, you know, maybe there's something like maintenance calls or, you know, hallway lights or something like that, you can quickly identify that and follow up with the staff and say, hey, what's going on with the hallway lights? You know, this has come up in a couple of reviews. That's the coolest thing. It just, it takes so much, you know, for, for me as, as an asset manager, um, and I'm sure for a lot of regional managers out there, that's that's so powerful because our time is limited, and to be able to focus on those things that are coming from you know the residents' words, you know, basically from their keyboards, that's just a powerful tool. Agreed. Yeah. And so, I, you know, I don't know if there's something you want to kind of expand on with that, but I also just want to ask you, you know, what's your favorite feature? You know what? I uh, gosh, I have a lot um, of favorite features. You know, for us, it's it's not about reinventing the wheel. It's really about trying to find something a bit more disruptive. Um, you know, that word cloud analysis. To touch on that a little bit, it it really is helpful, especially you know one of the issues really across the industry, you know, which crosses over to student and conventional, et cetera, uh, it's just application overload, you know, having a lot of technologies that you have to constantly be logged into and be aware of. And it's just daunting, especially for on-site managers. And so, you know, our goal is to really be 
not necessarily hands off, but but do a lot of the heavy lifting in terms of researching, making correlations, solicitations. I mean, we're 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 really a fairly autonomous system. And so that word cloud analysis really does a lot of the heavy lift in terms of scraping all of your reputation platforms, right? Whether we had anything to do with creating it or not is, is, is irrelevant. We will scrape those. Uh, we'll also, you know, um, scrape all of the survey data that we collect. We'll also scrape any miscellaneous freeform comments that people left through our system. And we scrape all of that. We'll look at it and say, okay, what are the commonalities here that are being mentioned on a per trigger basis, right? So when it comes to maintenance, it's these things. When it comes to more tours, it's these things. When it comes to signing a new lease, it's these things. When it comes to calling into customer service, it's these things. And so the intent here is to kind of catalog all of your touch points, all of your resident interactions, and then look individually into them and say, okay, what is it that we're doing? So it really helps you pinpoint quicker what issues or great things that you are doing, you know, what moments you can, you know, what what certain employees are doing things really, really well that you can use as a training exercise for your next, you know, corporate meeting or or bonuses or whatever you might want to do. And so that work cloud analysis really, I think, does a lot of heavy lifting to let you look uh, just at a glance and see, oh, okay, and maintenance looks like you know, one of the biggest issues is we're just late. We're, we're showing up and we're just doing things. We're not completing our tickets and we're showing up late. You know, you can find that out in a matter of 30 seconds with our software versus having to kind of comb through survey results from 50, 60, 70 residents. So that's a bit on the work cloud analysis. As far as my favorite thing, oh man, um, staff performance is one of my favorite. You know, we actually have the ability to look at your um, staff on site and associate a score, a resident a score with each staff member. Okay. So, you know, for example, on like maintenance, they go and they complete a ticket. You know, not only do we have a maintenance score in general, right, for your property, but we'll actually expand that and say, okay, well, we'll even show you the, the, the work orders completed by what particular worker that was okay. and associate a score to them. So you can kind of say, okay, well, you know, Justin completes, you know, 50 tickets with an average rating of a 3.6, but Wes completes 40 tickets with an average rating of 4.7. Okay. Justin's faster, but Wes is nicer. People like him more. You know, what is it that, uh, that Justin could do better to actually, uh, you know, improve that, that resident score. And again, this is a great moment for people to use it for you know, comp structures, bonuses, training opportunities, et cetera. And so that, that's kind of one of my favorite. Yeah. And I guess that has to come with the integration with Entrada. Yeah. Yeah. All again, our, our whole idea here is we don't want to be necessarily, um, we don't want to share competitive mine space with Entrada, right? Or with Yardi. Those are your core systems. They will remain your core systems. We, however, want to kind of live and kind of feed off of what's being inputted yeah. into those. Exactly. And so, you know, we can email this stuff to you. You can choose your favorite reports and have them sent off to you directly. The idea here is that you're just aware of what's happening, but you're also, again, there's a proactive approach to what we do that that is really paramount. And so why we encourage people to know that it's hands-off, it's definitely not 100% hands-off. You need to be in the system to make sure you're managing your resident uh, feedback properly. Yeah. And, and I know, you know, when we first started um, talking, you guys didn't really have a survey component to... Um, mm to what you're doing, but that's something that you guys are doing. Now. Yeah. You it's know, for cool. us, it, it, it was just this, I don't know, man, maybe because we came from outside the space, we looked at this, we're like, why do people have like 
like Jay Turner and then they have like Satisfax and they have like chat meter. I'm like, why do you need all three of those? It doesn't make any sense. Well, it's because chat meter aggregates our reviews. Jay Turner gives us our aura score and Satisfax does our surveys. And I'm like, okay, well, can you just put that in one system? And so really for us, it was a matter of consolidating down the vendor farm. And again, going back to application overload, you know, eliminating the need for multiple vendors that fall underneath the umbrella of resident feedback. And so for us, it was a matter of, of dialing in what those companies do best, right? Because some of them are going to do lots of things, right? We're not going to say we replicate everything, but what is it they do very, very well? Okay, well, if it's surveys, we're going to be able to, rather than just sending off a request for feedback and, and um, having it convert to a review and then sending a survey as well to the same people, suddenly you have now you have inundation of feedback requests to your residents. Why not layer them on top of each other, make them one per se? And so our system is, in, is intelligent. It knows, okay, if this person clicks a one in opinion, that indicates less than satisfied. So maybe we should trigger them a quick survey with regards to that particular event, asking them a series of questions. So it's very dialed and detailed and targeted as far as who it's sending additional questioning to. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, no, it does. And it, it's, you're talking my language because it's bringing, it's bringing all that together and, you know, putting it in one, one spot. And I think even because of that, I think it actually gives you better information. Absolutely. And you, you lose, you lose a lot of data when you're not, when you have siloed systems like that. Yeah. If you've got these three siloed vendors that fall underneath the same umbrella of, you know, essentially resident feedback and they're not communicating one with another, you're losing so much in those gaps between that survey and this review. Um, and so we just blend them together and it, it has been phenomenal. Our clients have absolutely loved it because again, the one they're saving money, but two, they're actually getting more information, but they're actually asking less, you know, they're, 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 the pool they're asking is, is smaller when yeah. using opinion because again, they're targeting it to the right people. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love it. I love it. I'm glad you guys added that. So let's talk a little bit about student housing specifically because you guys have been working with student housing clients for several years now. Just interested, you know, what, what's been most surprising to you about the student housing business when it comes so, to your business? Well, so here's what's kind of funny. Um, we actually, I don't feel like we really do work heavy in student housing. You know, Redstone is, I think, our, yeah. our, our main student housing client. In fact, if, if I'm forgetting others and they're listening to this podcast, I'm really sorry. But Red, Redstone's our, our biggest. We love them. But they happen to be local too. And so it was just... I don't want to say easy, but like, hey, because they're local, hey, you're local, we're local, take a look at our software. It wasn't really a target of ours, necessarily student housing. It was more just an opportunity where, hey, we happen to be local and it just fit really well. They're an incredible company that with uh, really good use cases as far as success with our software. But, you know, as we've grown significantly in conventional, it's allowed us to kind of lift our heads up a little bit and say, okay, you know, where else could we go that now that we've really dialed in and have a product market fit and students just that obvious place where we're like, hey, we, we really need to make more of an effort here in student because if it resonates with conventional, it'll resonate even more with student because what we're doing is is really more for that demographic, right? I mean, you and I grew up in, in, in a time and age where consumer reviews, you trust them more than personal recommendations. Mm -hmm. My own wife could tell me, hey, that restaurant is amazing. And if it has 5,000 reviews and a 3.1 stars, I don't believe her. 
that's just the power of volume. That's the power of consumer feedback. And that really is that's pretty specific to a certain demographic. I think it's now expanded to be almost a, a social norm, but it really started with that kind of millennial generation of consumer yeah. fe- feedback being powerful. And so student housing, I think it'll really, really resonate with because candidly, man, if your property's under a 4.0, why would anyone want to live there? Yeah. They don't buy anything below a 4.0 uh, on Amazon. So if it's a three point something on Amazon, you're not buying that, right? Yeah. You're not eating at three something star restaurants. I mean, if you are, I don't know, maybe you are. Your palate probably needs to be slightly educated. But like the idea here is that there's a consumer standard of excellence that people yeah. have. And if your properties are below that, you're just, you're not playing the game properly. Yeah. And, and I want to come back to, you know, what is it about student housing that surprised you the most? But to park it there for just a second, this is just something that I've seen happen with communities that you guys have picked up. Typically, when a community is in that, call it 3.2 to 4.0 range, or 3.2 to 3.8 range on Google, what I've noticed is that it's, it's not a fact that it's, you know, it's a bad property, bad service, bad, you know, staff or anything like that. It's just they've missed out on the opportunities to really drive good engagement and those experiences to those review sites, specifically to, to Google in that situation. And that's where you guys, like right off the bat, take advantage. And, you know, I, I consult with student housing clients, and, and that's one of the things that I look at. And, you know, I could give them a couple of pointers that over, you know, six months, a year, it will end up having an impact and taking them up from a three, two to a three, four or something. Right. But when you guys come in and deploy and activate a property that happens in a quarter of the time, it seems like. So, you know, from that standpoint, you know, if, if you're out there and you're listening and you know, you've got properties that, that are ranking in that level, I think that's one of the places that you guys really shine and, and make a, a pretty quick impact. And then those that are under three, there there's typically a real problem. And um, from all the the tools and, and things that you guys have evolved with over the past couple of years, you allow that group to really find out what those issues are with some pretty hard evidence. So yeah, congrats to you, but and nice. to the opinion team for doing that. But back to my question, what is it about student housing that found the most surprising, I guess. You know, I think it's what I maybe just briefly mentioned earlier. It's just the demographic. I think it resonates more with them. I also found that our ideology of how we wanted to do it, it's unique and conventional. It was like, yeah, duh, that's the way it should be, it should be done in student. Student, it's just like, yeah, that, that's how you should do it. In fact, yeah. we kind of do something similar, you know? And so it was nice to feel like they had adopted the ideology of what we're doing I think that conventional um, has a tendency to be maybe a little more archaic. Again, I don't mean that offensively for those that are listening, but it's, I mean, it's kind of true. Whereas student seems to be, again, I think by nature of the demographic, the management companies have had to learn to do things that would kind of meet that, uh, that demographic standard of excellence. And so that to me is what has really drawn us to say, hey, if we're having success here, we're going to have wonderful success as well in, in student. Thanks for mentioning that. And let's let's talk a little bit before I let you go here. I think it's important for me to ask, other than a, a property not using opinion, what's kind of the biggest mistake that you see 
site teams or management companies, what kind of mistakes do they make when it comes to developing whatever their plan is for reputation management? That's a good question. And I, and I hesitate to use the word mistake because I think it, if they're trying anything, they're, they're, it's better than doing nothing. So I think mistake one is not even doing anything at all. And if you're listening and you're doing that, then www.opinion.com, you can check us out. <laughs> three eyes. That's <laughs> three eyes. Yeah. No, but, um, you know, cause, cause I think a lot of people have some sort of strategy, but, but oftentimes their strategy is a little bit more manual. Anytime you're, you're having to change human behavior. In other words, train human behavior to do something that they're not naturally doing. For example, telling your employees to ask for reviews, right? While it's all good intended, it's a very tough strategy to pull off because you're having to teach your employees a behavior that they don't naturally do anyway. Uh, What do they naturally do? Well, they complete their work orders and put them in Entrada. That's natural, right? And so I would say that's kind of a mistake is why I know it's, it's something that um, people try to do. It's never a bad thing to have, but if you don't have a piece of technology backing your initiative and efforts, it's a really tough one. If you're just kind of relying on, on QR codes and and asking, you know, for, for reviews, but for, I think the biggest one that we see that, that seems to be fairly common is that reactive approach. The term reputation management to me is a, is, is a reactive term. It's damage control by the way of the technology that, that people are using today. It's a system that aggregates all your reviews to one location and informs you of what the problems are. It's like, well, okay, well, these already ruined my reputation. So how do I, how do I fix? There's no managing it. It's just damage control. When someone posts a bad review and a system tells you, you got a bad review. How in heaven's name is that helpful? But there's a lot of companies out there like that. They'll go kind of unmentioned, but you know who they are. They just aggregate reviews into one location and say, oh, look at this. And it's like, okay, great. Thanks. Um, now what do I do? Oh, you can respond to it. Oh, wonderful. But does that change the review, the reputation? No, it doesn't do anything at all. And so it's that more reactive approach that I think people often rely on thinking to themselves, yeah, I've got reputation management. You're like, well, kind of you do, right? You have the ability to look uh, organically what people post. Where we shine is that proactive approach. Long before you need an aggregator, opinion exists to reach out to residents, take the temperature of their of their sentiment, and then help you generate a reputation that you as a management company would be proud of. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's that's a great way of looking at it. So uh, I want to go back to something you mentioned earlier because I was just thinking about it as you were as you were speaking. Then you mentioned having this score for the employees for the staff. Yeah. I'm just wondering, is there a way to, cause I'll tie that back into, you know, I was talking about these different silos of, you know, between surveys and true reputation, online reputation management stuff. Do you guys have any kind of integration or looking at, at possibly integrating with maybe some type of HR dashboard that people can quickly look at and see that, you and know, the, not out there, I want to get credit for it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what's funny is, um, Gosh, the sky's the limit in terms of like integrations and partnerships, things like that. We actually do, we do a corporate reputation that people seem to really like that we can actually solicit feedback from employees. It's a bit of a manual where they have to actually give us a list of their employees from their HRIS system. And we can like push, you know, feedback to like Glassdoor and things like that. So these businesses, these management companies can help recruit top talent. They can, yeah. we can essentially help them shape and build a reputation from a corporate level. And then, um, 
you know, the other bit we do is they're just their corporate listing on Google. So let's take Redstone, for example. I don't think we've done this for them, but all of their properties have their own, you know, reputation listing, right? Their own business listing, but so does Redstone itself. And so what's interesting is as a resident and even a student, when looking at a property to live and you're saying, hey, well, okay, well, who manages this place? That reputation of the management company is actually on a scale from one to 10 and eight in terms of importance to that student or that resident. Because if you have, let's say the property is ranked you know, quite high, but the management company is pretty low. Uh, those are conflicting messages in my opinion. And so it's, yeah. it's a little bit, it, it's not a, a simple, yeah, I want to go check this place out. I want to live here. It's like, really the property looks good, but man, the management company seems to have terrible feedback. And so that's a, that's a red flag, you know, for a consumer. Yeah. And so we do offer stuff like that. Um, we do not currently integrate with HRS uh, systems. That being said, you know, we have an open API and we're happy to share it with people out there that are listening that have an HRS system and want to integrate. We're totally yeah. open to it. Yeah. Well, great. Like I said, I want to get I want to get credit for it, but no, I, that was uh, I'm glad you brought up the thing, at, you know, at a, at, a, at a corporate level, being able to to help with that because, you know, some of the best companies out there, you know, from a you can look across their entire port, portfolio, they may be with Google, they may be above four stars on on every single property in their portfolio, but then you go to the management company's actual business page with Google and you know, it's a 2.9. And yeah, I think the main reason for that is no one, you know, there's not a resident that goes out and looks for a management company until there's an issue. And so that's, you know, to what we talked about earlier, those just end up being the negative reviews that get posted. And Oh yeah. I mean, some of these management companies are sub two. Yeah. You know, if you're sub two and you're sub three, I mean, I don't care how, well, your properties are ranked, have some corporate pride and, and, and get that fixed. And it's very easy. We do it all the time. And especially if you have a, a phenomenal reputation across all your properties and we could turn a 1.9 into a 4.0 in, you know, two weeks. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Well, Justin, it has been great catching up with you and, and talking about everything that opinion is doing. I appreciate the time and, and I'm, I'm sure our folks you know, right now I'm talking to you in uh, it's on it's July 21st, and uh, we wanted to go ahead and get this recorded and and get it out and have it ready once turn is over with in, in the student housing world, because as soon as turn is over with, they're thinking about you know reputation management, sure, and yeah, getting ready for the next leasing season. So I think it's perfect timing, and yeah, if you don't have something out there that you're currently using, and even if that system is subpar, um, which I, to, in my opinion, I feel like <laughs> those no are fun. subpar compared to to opinion because this is really this has really been the best platform I've seen out there. So thanks so much for spending the time with us. Well, thanks, Wes. Man, it's always a pleasure, and I I am going to take you up on one of these invites to um oh what is that uh, Austin, interface the, to Austin yeah. Yeah, and, and do a Ducati ride. Um, <laughs> I'm going to take you up on that one of these days. I promise. I don't ride mine often enough. It's good to have friends that own Ducati dealerships. <laughs> yeah, it, so, I'm, sure, I'm sure it is. Hopefully I can get up to Utah sometime and, and take you up on a ski trip. So, Hey man, any time you'd like. <laughs> right. Well, thanks Wes, man. You're a, uh, you're a good man. I appreciate you. And I appreciate your, uh, you know, your help with, uh, getting our name out there and supporting us and, and, Absolutely. and, uh, believing in the product. So thank you.
Fantastic. I appreciate it. Well, guys, I hope that conversation was helpful in getting you to think about taking inventory of uh, you know your resident satisfaction level. I'm happy to call Opinion a sponsor, and I hope you will reach out to them for more info. I'll put their link in the show notes. If you want to catch up with Justin and the Opinion team and, and see a demo, they will actually be attending the LeaseCon TurnCon conference coming up December 6th and 7th here in Charlotte. That conference is being hosted by the folks at Student Housing Business Magazine and the Interface Conference Group. Listen, if you're on the operation side of student housing, from the site level to the C-suite, this is the conference that you want to attend. This conference is not some you know business development or deal sourcing conference like so many others. I, I guess unless if you're a vendor, you know maybe it's a little bit of a deal sourcing business development conference. <laughs> but for those of us on the operations side, that's not what this is. This is a conference where we roll our sleeves up and talk about what's working and what's not. So if you're not already registered for LeaseCon TurnCon, please consider it. We'll provide a link in the show notes for their registration page. And, you know, can't wait to see you there. So, everybody, I think that's it for today. Just one last announcement. If you haven't registered for Shop Talk, which is a monthly industry webinar that we host, please, please, please go and register for that at shoptalk.info. There's some fantastic information that you'll get there every single month. The next one is going to be December 15th, I believe. It's a Thursday. But if you'll go to our page, shoptalk.info, and register there, and then you'll get all the information emailed to you each month. Well, guys, thanks so much. We'll talk to you soon.